Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to be my friend, I do. You better go and get a pen. What kind? Number two Maybe and number three? Are there touch. other numbers? Is there like only number two? I've never actually been asked this question. How many different numbers of pencils are there? Or should I grab a pen? How annoying are graphite pencils? I've never realized how annoying graphite pencils are. <laughs> you know what I like about you? What? I can count on you. Yeah. I got to get out of here. Where are you going? <laughs> I can't do the episode. I, I just go. knew if I backed off, you would match <sighs> it to the end of the song and you would do it in a way that made it feel. Hey, we're playing fulfilled. the same sport, Daniel. That's what it is. We're passing the ball around. Five passes before you shoot. That is a coach thing. What sport y'all playing today? What are y'all playing? Because I thought we were playing baseball. Guys, his, every coach has said this. I can't do it for you. Mm-hmm. Or they go, you want to see me do it? Fine, I'll do it. And then they do like one. They, break they do like one gasser. And you're like, we've done seven, coach. <laughs> no, and he's like, do it again. You start again. <laughs> can't breathe. <laughs> That was Patrick Keaton from the, the Winter, Winter Sounds. Um, what? Uh, what? We got any biz? Yeah, Anything we do. We oh, you know do what? I have a biz? biz. Can I bring it up on my phone? Or is that too uncouth? D- can you give uh, our address to the the listeners? Oh my god, I don't know that I can. Off the top of my head. Well, here's the deal. No, listen, do you know it? Yeah. Here's what is the, it? Well, hold, hold on. on, hold on, hold on. Here's you the deal. You want to guess it? To our listeners, uh, if you've been listening to this show and maybe you're newish. Yeah. Uh, and you've never written us a letter, just know there's ways to do it. There's two, in fact. Uh, you can email us. Uh, that's uh, the pen pals pod at uh, gmail.com. Yeah, we didn't even... But then there's also, we have a an address that uh, we, we just got this address not that long ago. Yeah, this we'll is, make uh, this, let's just make this the business. I'll save this. Yep. Yeah, so go ahead and make this care of the pen pals podcast. And that address is going to be 5419 Hollywood Boulevard, suite C number 121, 121, 121. Los Angeles, 
California, nine zero zero two seven. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the address for this for this show. If you want to send us, you know, some of our listeners over time, and you don't have to do this. Uh, they I send if they, if you want, I want to send the guys some knickknacks. Just know that has happened. People send us knickknacks, mm-hmm. t-shirts, uh, coasters. We have a lot of art that uh, over time you might notice. Uh, we'll show some pictures now that we have an office. We're going to decorate this office with who knows, not this right here, but who knows what the office will sure. look like when it's set up. We'll post some pictures on the Instagram to let you guys know that all those letters that you have sent us that Daniel and I have talked about have built this uh, this show. So yeah. we will show you what we decided to do with uh, with our abilities to expand the show. And that starts with having this this studio that we, we now have. It. So thank you guys for listening and being here. That's how you send us letters. And if you want your letter on here, the only way for that to happen is to send us one. You can send us anything. Make sure your handwriting is legible hmm. if you write it. And also, don't write us a novel. It's really hard to get novels uh, on this show. I've had novels that I liked reading, but I was like, well, I can't. It's lengthy. Right. Yeah. So you want to tr- make sure it's a good trimmed down. Listen to an episode and just see how long it took us to read that letter. One of those two letters. And that's probably the length you want to aim for. Agreed. Because some people write and they just say, what's your favorite color? And that's doable. Yeah. Don't think that that's not doable. Right. We're not complicated Green. men. You switched? I switched. I thought it was orange. It used to be. I'm, I I change every. Are week. you? This is a bit. Are you really? Did you feeling green? I change real? all the time. Really? <laughs> <laughs> it used to be green. Then I went orange. Could be blue next week. You know what? When I paint, I don't think I've ever. You know what I'm really changed. feeling now when I paint? Do you have any idea how fun pink is when you paint? I pink don't. is so, anything you've put down. You put some pink in there, and you just go ah. Really? That's what it makes you do. It makes you go, oh. <laughs> you think you're going to make your gallery show? I do. I have so many paintings. They're not all good. Are you going to sell them? I don't know. I might sell them. I might sell. You're gonna I might see if people want to buy. Here, right? I'm going to put some around here. I'm going to send some to friends and family and... Who knows? It's been Jordan's now painting. I got my I got my Copycat. daughter painting. Our whole, they're all copying my my style. So do you want to do that business or you want to do no, just do that? I think that was good business. Get into get into painting, everybody. It's wonderful, wonderful therapy. You yeah. should come over and paint one night. Okay. We'll crack some beers. I bet we do that in the next Smoke at least year. Dope, dude. <laughs> you get nervous. You just start sweating <laughs> I know, profusely. Because I'm a cop. <laughs> <laughs> but you're in a cop's uniform, and I've never put it together. Are right, you ready? Let's, Let's go! I'm gonna go go first. (laughs) You piece of shit. Ah, that was good. Thanks, buddy. Have you ever tried to be a ventriloquist? Have you ever tried? 100%. But a concerted effort? Yes. Also, what does concerted mean? I was 12 years old and really thought that was my future. Is that true? I had a dummy. I just guessed this. His name was Lester. This is real. Yes. I don't know that Lester was the right call. That he, that's they said his name was when, first of all, <laughs> can't we all say we feel so bad for Lester? Two words change everything about the way people make fun of you. Not your hair, not your nose, not your Velcro first, shoes. First of all, <laughs> you were named Lester. And so now you get associated with pedophilia jokes the yeah. rest of your life. That's yeah. That is fucked up. No. You start introducing yourself as less. Is more. 
Exactly. Right. <laughs> it is. Less is more better. Yeah. Less is more better. I just feel horrible when people do like that. Like, like, do you ever feel bad for Karen's? No, it's been like a little bit. Fuck, that must have, I, have I talked about it on this show? I had a week of everybody it? going, "Damn, Daniel!" And I was like, "Okay, great." Did you, you love a meme? <laughs> did you? <laughs> you love a meme? Did you? Did we talk about on this show how we should switch out of Karen's and it should be Marjorie's? I think so because that's there's less people named Marjorie, but, but also there's an Marjorie. actual figurehead. When someone says you're being a real Marjorie, you go boom. I know exactly that. Like when someone says you're being a Karen, it's the idea of an attitude and a behavior. The male version is. Ken. It's not a specific person. Oh, I don't know. Is it a Ken? I don't know. I think it is a Ken. Yeah. I'm like you obviously have never met Ken Doherty, so you're way wrong if you think Kens are difficult. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I really was. I really tried as a youth to be a ventriloquist. How good were you? That was pretty good. <laughs> fuck said that dude was that you yes Les isn't even here <laughs> lester no hey how's it going honey? here we go oh, so glad to be here with you and rory dear dan and rory dear that dan was such rory. a nice letter hey i think that's the right way to say that i, th- I think i see why it, you stopped doing it <laughs> <laughs> i think i literally see why you stopped doing it oh what am i some sort of die hi hi is rory skull <laughs> And this is the best that I can do. How do they hit the V's? How do you hit the V's, V's without moving up? You're so bad. How did I'm good. Hey, hey, Rory Skull. Hey, how are you doing? First of all, the rest of your face is not supposed to die. <laughs> well, how am I supposed to know how to do it? Hey, how are you doing, guys? You already you took a- classes and shit. You went to you camp. Think that you, you went to camp. You think there's classes in Rochelle for ventriloquists? Yes, and my instinct is that they are run by a guy named. We don't even have a movie theater, and you think Rochelle doesn't have a movie theater? It did. I worked there in high school. I just said Rochelle didn't have a movie theater, and you gave me the classic, don't get me started. It makes me so sad, man. Remember our episode recently where I talked about how I love going to the movies? And I worked at that movie theater. When Scream, oh, they did. When Scream 2 came out, I ran through the movie theater dressed as the guy to scare everybody. Okay. I dressed up as Santa once okay. on, on Christmas night at the movie theater, and the two Jews in Rochelle were there. There was no Jews. But... That what what you just I said about you theater. running through the movie theater? I was like, ah! <laughs> that is <laughs> how did and were people like this is fun? They were like, oh, here's Daniel Van Kirk. At least he's not still doing that ventriloquist shit. Yeah. Okay, read it. Here we go, dear Dan and Rory. I hope this finds you both well and well fed. What did you have for lunch today? I ate chicken fried chicken, fake mashed potatoes and gravy. I think that's what that says. Mm-hmm. Plus a veggie mix that included lima beans and a heaping helping of canned pears. Does that turn? We can't let this be our whole, we we would run with this. Yeah. I'm a high school and junior high teacher in uh, uh, rural Montana. And that was our school lunch. Tomorrow is nachos. Well, that's a shift. (laughs) So tasty, but I'm hungry 30 minutes later. Anyway, I'm, oh man, I'm this. I'm you want me to give it a look. I'm writing <laughs> the irony, the irony that that's Over. the word. You go, you go, you go. It's written clearly. I just don't know how to read that <laughs> word. I've never read something. word writing. Okay. This podcast is hard for me as a non-reader. Mm-hmm. I'm writing to tell you how much I love Gen Z. 
In particular, the boys and their outward displays of affection for one another. My students tell each other they love each other, hold their hands in a half-heart, kind of like you're making the letter C with your fingers. What is that, like that? Like that? Yeah. Okay. Gesture from afar, and the other holds up the other half of the heart. From afar, though? Okay, and then let's look to a camera. Pen pals. No, no. Ready? Pen first. <laughs> You're listening to pen pals. Hi. Huh? <laughs> Hold on. I'll get Hi. it. I'll Hi. Hi. You're listening to pen pals. Hi. Oh, yeah. It's got to be a high pitched voice, too. Hi. Hi. You're listening to pen pals. This is. <laughs> this is pen pals. All right. Oh, they hold <laughs> they hold hands when talking and walking together, and they're constantly hugging and checking in. Are you mad at me? Are you okay? You know I love you, right? Uh, you know I love. Why did I say like you no? Know I love you, right? I didn't grow up with their level of affection. Uh, me neither. Even with what is that? Even with girls. Even with girls. Even with girls. And I find it so heartening and wholesome and lovely. This generation is so much better at expressing themselves and unafraid to show vulnerabilities and leave their hearts on their sleeves. Nice. These are all straight males and the... Well, it's fluid. On the... uh, Spectrum? In the that's the last and the last line. These are all straight males, and they something other time I uh, only and the only other time I've and the only like other time I've seen such <laughs> open affection for friends was in West Papau, Indonesia. Where is wow. it? Papo? Yeah, Papa? yeah. Who cares? Indonesia. Who well, I care. No, I mean we don't. It could where, be how we're reading what's oh, yeah. handwritten. Where it's common for males to hold hands. I find it refreshing that my students see it as normal and healthy and manly. I wonder if it's like they're in other parts of the States, if it's like this in other parts of the States uh, with their generation, or if I'm just lucky to work with an anomaly of beautiful boys. This isn't to say they can't be little assholes like all teenage boys also. Anyway, since you are uh, both such lovely men from my generation, 1980, baby. Uh, And that's them. They said, baby. Who knew? Who know the value of deep friendship, vulnerabilities, and expressions of affection? I thought this would warm your hearts too. Please do some shows in Montana. Yours affectionately, and wishing you well, Anna or Anna. Oh, it says, or or we're just. It just says. I'm gonna go Anna. You can go. I'm gonna go Anna. Okay. Anna, thank you. For demonstrating that I'm not a great reader. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, you know what? It's great. You did say like, as legible as possible. Anna, and we, no one's doing cursive anymore. I come on. Do you do cursive? Yeah. I don't know. I, you know why I don't? I can't. Oh, really? You've I, obviously learned it. I could, I, I could, but I would do it like a second grader who's trying to do it. And then you would read it and go, who wrote this? You know what's the most gratifying letter to do a cursive? Capital J. God, it's just... <laughs> Um I think this is great. We should get I Jeff. Love this. We should get Jeff Dunham on this show. Jeff Dunham should will be he'll be on this show. 
Um, I love it. Love that. That's a, yeah, you could frame that and put it up on like a gallery wall and people be like, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, love the card. Love the letter. Love the sentiment. Love the idea. You know what else I love? It, initially, someone would go, oh, well, where, where are you at? Chicago, San Francisco, you in, uh, you in Miami, you rural in New York? Montana, rural Montana, Gen Z boys are like, I love Gen you, Z. Do you, you, I say, I love you. Are you and I love you? I, I am and I love you guys. I'll say I, after, yeah. I got phone with Brad or Corey, any of those guys from Rochelle. Love you. No, don't make up people. Use real friends. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you became a jerk. All of them, you know? So I, I, I'm and I love Troth, you. Troth, uh, all my friends. Every single one of my <laughs> friends. Um, I think this is great. I know that... Uh, I know that there are like instincts to the male behavior of showing like affection and being uh, affectionate, but I think it's great because I think it's that I, I, and to say that I think some people's instincts are, are like, what do you mean holding hands or what do you mean saying? I love even right. something like, what do you mean asking if someone's okay? Like going back that far. Yeah. Um, but to me, it just shows the, 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 the change and the evolution of who we are as people and coming in to understand like, Oh yeah, well you have to, you know, checking in with people and mental health and like show and not having this like, yes, but a man is supposed to be this guarded person who doesn't cry and do all this stuff. I think I, I would like to believe that a lot of people are coming to realize and, you know, I, I don't know how your family raised you. And it isn't that my family told me that's how a man behaves. But society, you know, the same way society uh, as a whole maybe starts to, to steer young girls into thinking, you know, hey, don't forget, you really got to focus on how you look and try to be appealing and make sure you do this and act this certain way. And this is your role. So start to head towards that. That's what happens with young boys in terms of don't show emotions. Be ready to fight. You're a man. You do these things like I I would like to believe that that people would maybe step into a position to realize that not doing those things isn't a sign of weakness. Right. Um, that feeling the need to behave that way when that's not who you actually are feels like a greater sign of insecurity. Whereas to behave like this and be like, well, no, this is just how I outwardly express myself to people is 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 a very secure way to be. And for a lot of people who and and I. I can't even imagine the amount of religious people that would be heavily opposed to this kind of behavior. You Isn't almost have to ask yourself, what do, do you think that this type of behavior is even similar in well, some ways to what Jesus Christ would have done? Also because here's do you think that's, do you think Jesus would say, I love you to a man and you would right. go Jesus. <laughs> also, if anything in there makes, uh, makes anyone uh, in tone or come back with any sort of sexualization, Right, mm -hmm. right. You're bringing that to the table. Yes, exactly. There's You're interpreting in that as sexual. Yes, that has exactly. anything to do with sexuality. Exactly. There is nothing. Exactly. It's like when people, like uh, when UFC like blew up, right? You'd be like, I don't know, two guys rolling around each other. It looks like they're trying to have sex. And now you know what I always say to myself? How I go, do you have sex? I go, I go, well, you see what you want to see. <laughs> <laughs> what? And I'm like, I don't know. You look at two guys fighting and to you, it's like, man, I bet they're going to start sucking dick. <laughs> like, if that's what you're... <laughs> Look, I don't see that, but you're sexualizing it. So I guess you can't help it. Right. Well, That's wishful you thinking. You right. Know? And is it baby? Is it, is it some repressed wishful thinking? If I were to put on UFC and that started happening, I go, all right, now you got my money pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> 
I like seeing more of a lovemaking fight sure. than, than a fight. The other thing too is, you know, you were talking about like the male guarded and, and women can be as well. You know, like, oh, I'm sure. guarded. I'm sure. tough, you know? Yeah. It's like when the when the best of us as humans pass away, what is one of the things you hear in almost every single one of their wakes or memorials or funerals? This man or this woman cared about everybody. Yeah, exactly. This man or this woman if you needed something, That's sometimes such a great they'd point. call you up and just say, hey, how you doing? Haven't talked check to you in a while. They'd yeah. check in with and, you. And that's how we glorify, yeah. rightfully so, the best of us when we pass away. Yeah. So why would you live your life closed off and guarded so that when you do eventually go, no one shows up? Yeah. And the people who do don't have a lot of nice things to say about you. Yeah. It's like this, this ability... To check in, it's, you know, this, the statement I'm about to say, this like, this social slogan that I'm about to say has been politicized. You can kind of align it with one party or another. Sure. But the thing I hate most about it is it's actually not political and I hate it. Uh, Fuck your feelings. Now that has been kind of co-opted by a political party, but the problem with it is, is that sentence in itself is not political. It's cultural. It's sociological. And so the, 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 the fact that we have this other side of the coin yeah. that seems to also kind of be a little bit boomerish and older. Thankfully, it seems that Gen Z is, is coming around a different corner yeah. where it's like, fuck your feelings. It's like, why? Exactly. Why fuck your feelings? Exactly. Why? Now, there's a line, right? If, if you don't like, if you're in a group and you don't like Mexican food and everybody wants to go get Mexican food, well, either maybe you meet up with everybody after dinner. You don't get to dictate because your feeling is different. Yeah. However, there are certain things where it's like, I don't, even if you didn't come with us to the Mexican restaurant because you don't like Mexican food, I don't say fuck you for not liking Mexican food. <laughs> exactly. Like, I just don't understand. I do though. I, me too. <laughs> I, love Mexican I just food. don't understand the fuck your feelings. I yeah. just, Why? I'm not saying my feelings need to change your life, but it's just a, this whole check-in thing of like, you good? We good? How you feeling, man? And I noticed a little, I just want to make sure we're all right. You know? Yeah. Like, I don't know how more of that hurts. Right. Yeah. I agree. It hurts people who are uncomfortable with it and it doesn't actually hurt them. It just makes them uncomfortable. Yeah. And their angle on life is I never feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I kind of, we've talked about this a lot. I kind of like feeling uncomfortable. You're supposed to feel like learning. You're supposed to be out of your comfort zone. That's how you learn about yourself. You're supposed to become vulnerable. uh, I'm sorry. It's not Dalai Lama, but like a a meditative thing or something like that. That's like that, which is most uncomfortable is that, which is most required. Uh, Did you just come up with that? No. What if I thought that? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I did. I did. Luster. (laughs) But, and it's true, right? The yes. thing you need to do usually yes. most in your life or in your relationship or in your work that is most uncomfortable yes. is probably the thing that is most required. Well, that's what broadens the mind. I mean, if you like traveling to another country, it, you know, while exciting is also uncomfortable. Very. It also can be very shocking in different, uh, in different levels. And I mean, right. like even going somewhere like to an English speak and my own experience, like to go into like Ireland to do stand up where it's, right. they are speaking English. Right. It also has a little element of a shock to it, yes. but yet you go and you do it and you realize what something is and it broadens your mind and it changes you to see how 
other people yep. are. But if you go, well, I just want to be comfortable all the time. I think this is relevant to education now. And what people talk about like books that want to take out of schools, like, well, there should never be anything that makes people feel uncomfortable about factual history. Well then, then how can you grow and change as a person? How, why, why would you be someone who's unwilling to accept the truth or unwilling to accept reality. You can't affect anything positively if you keep looking at it delusionally. You have to look at it as it is and as it, as things as they actually are mm-hmm. is the only way you can have a solution or repair or any kind of a relationship. You can't exist in a space of, well, let's pretend something didn't happen or let's say we don't believe that it happened. Like no matter what effort uh, you make, and even in this instance, no matter what effort you make to, to eliminate how people are, you will not win. It's impossible to change things as they are. Mm -hmm. Even if you decide to rewrite history, you, you, you won't be able to change the effects of history. Right. Oh, and that never happened. Doesn't matter. People are here now. Right. And they are the effects of yeah. these events. Yeah. Uh and and I think that's with and, and this is what makes me feel good about this, is because knowing that for some people this is their history, this level of compassion and kindness only leads to uh, a better future. So I agree. I, if, I love it. And if somebody was like, I don't man or woman, right? I don't like those guys, I don't like those boys holding hands. And then you go, How come? Uh, what are they dating? Like, no, 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 they're not dating at all. They're they're just really good friends. And then you go, do you believe me or do you think I'm lying to you? No, I believe you. I just don't like it. And you're like, okay, but they're just friends, and you've uh, you've agreed that I'm not lying to you that they're doing that because they're friends. Maybe they are going to be gay someday. Maybe they're on the spectrum. Whatever. Who cares? Currently, in the context, they're holding hands because they're friends. Yeah. They're like, well, I don't like it. And and then go, oh, okay, well. Um, it doesn't really matter though, right? It doesn't matter. Yeah. That's the reality. It doesn't, really it. Matter, it doesn't though, right? matter. It does not matter. Right? Someone's really thoughts matter. on it. Uh, I love this. Celebrate these things. You're celebrating yeah. kindness. You're and celebrating also, compassion. Can I say that which is most uncomfortable is that which is most required. Some of you are probably like, did you just make that up? Yes. Okay. Some of you are probably like anal. And I'll say, I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> That was for you. <laughs> this is great. This is uh, this is a great letter, and it feels good to hear stuff like this. So Anna, uh, Anna, 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 thank you so much for uh, for sharing this, and uh, I hope those nachos were delicious. Know, I'm excited too. for you <laughs> and your lunch. Uh, that almost derailed uh, a really heartwarming. Well, I'm card. I am very proud of us. You did that. Because I, I even looked at you and I go, how excited do you get about Canada Bears? I was ready to like steer it right off the road. And you were like, get back on the highway. We're not getting gas yet. Um, we love this so much. Thank you for sharing. Sincerely, your pen pals, Rory Scoville. And Daniel Van Kirk. And we're back. Rory, you have an amendment? I have an amendment. I didn't say we wish you well. And Anna slash Anna, you know that we but do. But to be fair, you're, you were dealing with wrapping it up, feeling good about what we talked about, and denying yourself all the food talk you could have said. I was wanting, a lot to, of wanting to know how you feel about canned pears. <laughs> and it truly, it felt stunted. I'll answer you. I love them. <laughs> it might be my favorite canned fruit. Is that true? I think so. What do you else go in canned fruit that you love? Pineapple's fine, but you're getting them canks. I don't know. Growing up, we used to do a lot of the Del Monte. Obviously, too. Del Monte plant in Rochelle. You probably remember there always be like one Rochelle. cherry in there or something. Yeah, what was that? 
Why did was that in there? Peaches. There's always mostly canned pineapple. Canned peaches are fine. But you know when you get the canned peaches. You know you, yeah. See this. This is what happens. All right. Do you know when you get the, the center no, of the can? No, no. Get on the highway. <laughs> Anna, thank you, and uh, we do wish you well, dear pals. Mm. I'm writing this as a follow-up to a letter that I delivered to you behind the Earl after a live pen pals at the Red Clay Comedy Festival in October of 2019. Before the world ended. God, that was a fun time. Later that month, you read the letter as half of the tour life and ring size episode. I described my love of music and comedy and my desire to connect with artists. You each gave me great advice, and I was able to incorporate into the post-show interactions I had over the following five months before it all shut down. I remember that letter. They talked about hanging around, sometimes stealing a set list off the stage. Yeah. Uh, we read that like in March or April, maybe, of 2020. When yeah. is what hashtag in that order you each gave me great advice they said i was going to write you about my about what my life has been like in the absence of live music and comedy all about the money i had saved on tickets travel and bar tabs <laughs> so much that's all been spent on even more merch purchased uh purchased my pen pals tea last week gofundmes for struggling independent venues social justice and political organizations and various local businesses that need support now more than ever Good. i love that great stuff but that's what they were going to write about. But then I scrapped all of that and decided to respond to mystery in Manhattan. If you've, if you're a paller, you definitely know if you're catching up, you might've just heard. Yeah. Remember that yes. Airbnb? Yes. That was live, right? I can't weekend remember. Tuxes? I can't remember. I think it was live weekend of Texas part two with Jacobs. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was part one then. Davy J. It might've been Dallas comedy festival. Have I ever called him Davy J? No, I might change it to Davy J. That's the oddest Davy J. Davy J. I like it. That could be your ventriloquist. Jacobs. Okay, Ronnie. Davy J. <laughs> I scrapped all that, decided to respond to Mystery in Manhattan, which was my first episode of Pen Pals. Now, technically, this could have, I suppose, been a Patreon, but it's its own story. So I yes. liked it. And also, if you enjoy hearing follow ups, that's what the Patreon is. Hey, consider, consider this a sneak peek into the Patreon. Uh, my first episode of Pen Pals, uh, that was the one they read. You see, me and my girlfriend, Tracy, had our own mystery in Atlanta when uh, we attended Red Clay Comedy uh, Festival that year. When we arrived at our Airbnb, we were informed that we needed to wait for the owner who was across town for a family emergency. This is the same letter. We have hearts and are easygoing folks. No biggie. We found a good parking spot where we could see the entrance to the apartment building, changed clothes in the car, unpacked the cooler, and tailgated for the next 30 minutes. Now, you're in a good relationship or friendship. If you're spontaneous tailgating, yeah, you're having fun, dude. Not an outrageous length of time, but we had already arrived one and a half hours after the original check-in time, um, so they should have been able to get in. Yeah. We received a text stating that the apartment was ready. During that 30-minute period, we saw people exit the building, but no one entered. We get inside, and there is a stripper pole in the living room, not advertised on the site, but not a deal breaker, to which I would go, you got something extra. You, can get you didn't get charged for that. Um, there I'm not going to lie. If that's me and Jordan, I go, why don't you try it? See if you like it. I would try it. Well, I would try it for sure. Oh, and I bet I, I would, would be probably way hurt myself, better than everyone thinks. But I would go, let's pretend I'm a disgruntled businessman and you're a stripper and let's role play. And that's what yeah. we would do. Yeah. And then I mean, well, it's what I would do. She right. would go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I'm going to bed. Yeah, that's what I plan. Cool. You can do your make them up. So I'm going to go to get some sleep. <laughs> right, I'm going to go jerk off onto the stripper pole. <laughs> see if it smells. Okay. There are. 
so there's a stripper pole. There are ashes on the countertop. Not great. They wrote that. And all of the black leather furniture is covered in baby oil, body prints. It looks it looks like what? we will remain standing. Oh, the the sofa? Yes, had baby oil and body prints all over it. Oh my god. I know. The fridge is fully stocked with half-eaten leftovers and juice containers with three sips left in each. Somebody did Molly. The sign on the fridge reads Help yourself. We fought this temptation and headed out to dinner before the first show. Fought this temptation. I mean, that was a long battle. (laughs) All of the venues for the festival were walking distance from the apartment until the sun went down. We could barely sleep that night as the security system randomly beeped the way one does when an exterior door is opened all night long. Nothing to be nervous about when you're staying in a stranger's home and have no idea who else has free access to the space. After our stay, I voiced these concerns to the owner in a private message to no response how she ended up so far behind cleaning on check-in day and whether she was inside the apartment the entire time we will never know that's terrifying your pal curtis p.s tracy and i drove to columbia to see rory perform at the comedy closet friday march 6th the following day we were back home seeing a phenomenal local band called patroy counselors I said it weird or right. I don't know. At Charlotte's finest pirate themed rock club, Snug Harbor. The next week, all music and comedy venues were closed and have remained ever since. Oh PPS, I am writing this on December 31st, 2020. Regardless of when slash if you ever read this on air, the date seems significant enough to mention. Here is hoping for a brighter new year to come. More social, less distance, more love, less division, more time with family and friends, more shows, more dancing, hell yeah, on that pole. More laughter. Happy New Year to you two cackling idiots. Love to you and to your loved ones. Keep up the good work for the playlist Electric Abdomen by Landlady. Okay. Who does the playlist again? You're asking. <laughs> That's Emily. Why don't you, tell me do to, you want me to give you directions in Tuscany? While no, we're Emily messaged me in our last episode. I had on the subject to change shirt and she got those for us. I was right. Emily Cox. Okay. Um, th- he, I will you never. You know, I always ask with this shit. When do you leave? It's an hour. You, you, it's, you could have checked in at three. Yeah. It is four 30. Yeah. They're asking you to wait longer. Family emergency. I know that buys you. That buys some. It buys a little leash. time. Yes. You get in ashes on the counter stripper pole. To me, that's not a negative. Ashes on Stripper the counter. Stripper is not a negative for me. Ashes on the counter, the food in the fridge, the, ba- the cow, baby oil. Now, now, I, when we get into baby oil? No, I'm and not I'm, sleeping. You know there. what really does it for I'm me? I'm not sleeping there at a all. A beeping alarm. Beeping alarm. I've moved to hotel rooms. I was in a hotel room once. Above the bed was the like the what smoke alarm that just every 30 seconds, no noise, would just flash green. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. I can't. Now, I thought you did like the eye pillows. I do if I, in the morning, if it's sunny and I still do want like some sleep. Little thing. Cover you do thing. too. I do Yours it. is cush. Mine is nice. Yeah. I don't need much. I'll I'll just go t-shirt. Well, I have the kind that kind of pushes out so you can like blink and stuff. That's key. I have one that looks like a little bra. If I didn't fly as much, I wouldn't have it because I don't really use it at home. Really? I don't really use don't it really in really a hotel room either. I mainly use it on a plane. Yeah. I got that from you. I, I think you had it on a plane or something. Yeah. I was like, why have I been traveling? <laughs> in the, Like my main thing is getting go. Like 
it took me so long to get TSA pre-check. It took me so long to all these like little uh, luxuries that truly aren't luxuries. If you fly all the time, they're just like necessities to make your job easier. But How often in our lives are we like, Oh shit, I have to blink. So to to like plan out for the next time I fly, I'm going to go do this TSA thing. Now that's what, that's the hurdle for knowing us to be like, Oh, I'm going to on a Thursday when I could do something else I need to do, I'm going to go sign up for TSA. Yeah. We don't, that's right. what took us so long. I mean, it's, it, it's, it, but it is to wonderful. me, it's comparable to someone working in an office for 10 years and then going, Oh my God, I can have coffee when I get to work. <laughs> and then go, oh, right. I guess I'll start doing that. Like, yeah, yeah let's yeah. take that. You need that. <laughs> right. Do that. Right. Um, yeah, I cannot the alarm. I would be, I'm out. out. I'm out. I'm out. The moment I walk in and I survey the place, which is what I do when I do an Airbnb, mm-hmm. I'm then exiting and I'm getting a hotel. Now, I will say Atlanta has very expensive hotels. Atlanta is a I feel like city Airbnb's city. gotten very, very expensive too. They they're going it's up. like, well, I just might as well get a hotel. I would quickly come out and and, and you know what? Actually I love Airbnb. God, I totally forgot about this. What? So the end of the tool tour, yeah. Um, this is what happened. Uh we're in Portland, do our show. Yeah. The next night we go see Tool. And that night actually is when we found out that Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson you know, had COVID in Australia. Cause I was in and Austin doing cap city. I remember. Yeah. We talk- yeah. So that date I believe was March 10th, I think. And that was the first time even talking Ooh. to friends. And we went to see the when, tool show Wednesday. Yeah. Um, going to see the tool show at the tool show. And we were like, we were like, Oh, that wait, what? Like right. then it, you were like, Oh, this is, is this here? Like what's going on? Like now you start to go, Oh, this is bigger than we thought right. it's not just wash your hands right. if it can get Hanks, for like a while it was like just make, make sure you wash, wash your, your hands, hands. Yeah. and i remember i was meeting people after shows selling merch shaking hands and then i do a little same sanitizer same the next day we're gonna me and nick are gonna get in the car and we're gonna drive to tools next show it's just been canceled because it was in because oregon has said no more right shows over 250 people yep so that show's canceled adam uh, says, Hey, the band we're, we're going to, that show's canceled. So we're going to head on to Boise. Uh, so it'll be a night off. And then we have Boise cause they're supposed to go that show. Mm-hmm. I think it was Eugene, Oregon. It was going to be Eugene, Oregon and then Boise. So we drive to Boise and we get to Boise and we have dinner. Nick while on the drive, got us an Airbnb. We go into the Airbnb. I can't believe I haven't told you this. I can't believe you haven't we go on the Airbnb. The picture's like, Oh, this is great. We go into the Airbnb and it's this upstairs house. And I was like, oh, this is, uh, this is, this looks good. I was like, I think there's a bed over here. And, uh, Nick was like, where there's supposed to be like another bed. And he like opens the door in the kitchen and goes, oh, there's like a downstairs. And so we go into the downstairs, Rory, keep coming. Stay with me. Stay with me. Cause it gets worse. We go I, into the downstairs. I was like, like, cool. I'll be outside. You call yeah. me when you get down there. Now, and if there's a book in Latin, do not read yeah. it out loud. Now, when we get downstairs, not like basement, it, it's like a hallway. And there is like a door that's like a bathroom. And then there's like another door and I go and I go and open the other door and I turn the light on and I go, Oh Nick, the other bedroom is down here. And right then a door at the end of the hallway opens so aggressively. And this big dude walks out and he goes, Oh, you guys, the Airbnb guys. And I go I, literally, and I, when I'm just meeting something, but I was so startled. Looks I go, like, looks like the spiders caught a fly. <laughs> yeah, literally. I go, fuck dude. I was like, you just scared the fuck out of me. He doesn't even respond but to I that. I don't like that. I don't Nick like and that. I talked about that. I don't exact like thing. that. 
Nick and I talk about that. Once you've established that you don't read social cues, we got problems. Exactly. I'm not saying you're a bad person, but I am reframing You have to look out for you. At the end of the day, you got to look out for you. So instantly I go, I was like, oh, uh," I I was like, you scared the fuck out of me. And he's like, you guys, the... Are you guys the Airbnb people? He said it like, again? And we're, no, no. He, oh, okay, that's okay. I said. Oh, you said fucking about me. He goes, you guys the Airbnb people? And we're like, yeah, who else would be? <laughs> yeah, we're like, yes. And uh, nope. Nick goes, is this, you're, are you the person? And he goes, well, it's, I, I, I can't remember the name. It's like a Tracy or something. He goes, well, Tracy and I just kind of look after the place. And we were like, so you're like here? And he's like, yeah, I live here. I'm in that room. And we were like, so he said, oh, you we guys thought, rented out the, for the, well, no, we floor. go, oh, we thought we had the whole, <laughs> We were like, we thought we had the whole place. And he's like, well, yeah, you do. I just live in here in this one room. I'm like, well, that's not really the whole place. And he was like, well, I don't know. Like, so him and Nick are kind of talking about the details. Nick's like showing him on the phone, like what the, what it says on the page. And he's like, well, this is the description. And the guy's like, look, I don't know. You got to sort out with Tracy. And I just go, and our luggage is still upstairs. And I go, well, Nick, why don't we just, well, let's go upstairs and we can just chat about it for a second. And Nick goes, all right. And we get upstairs and Keep I go, I, I give Nick the, and we like go out and Nick goes, what in the fuck? I go, the fact that I said, you just scared the fucking shit out of me. And he didn't go, oh, dude, sorry. I'm t- totally sorry. I did open that pretty quick. I was like, that's when I was like, because uh, he opened it like he opened it so fast. And it was like light behind him. And he's still away. And he had to like frame. step out for you to like then see him like in a movie, nope. how you'd light it nope, for nope, a movie. Nope, nope. And so we get outside and he goes, what the fuck? I, he goes, I'm looking at it right now. We had like the whole house. And I go. And he goes, I'm going to contact Airbnb right now. Contact Tracy contacts all these people. And they're like, no, you agreed to like stay is what trace. This woman was saying, Trace, she's like, so you got to like pay. Just, and he goes, on. well, I'm just going to go above you to Airbnb and just let them know that you're lying on your description of your place or whatever. Right. And we just go and get like a, a hotel. So, knowing that that's obviously different than their situation. Well, they but don't I, know. They said she, that the, the, I can't the alarm think past that she might've been there door open like that sort of the alarm. fact that she might've been there. I cannot look past that. That terrifies me. What if she's just like sitting in a closet going, all right, 200 bucks a night. I just got to sit in here for two nights. Hear- <laughs> <laughs> like it's just somebody out on the pole, just the skin on the pole. You're like, I think she's on her. I think she's practicing. Or are you? I'm so glad you left. I'm so glad you left. I've, I've completely forgotten about that. But then, then I went and got us a hotel room. And then the next day, Adam was like tools, the, Tours canceled. Everybody's heading home, and so Nick and I just went and bought a flight and flew back yep. to LA. Um, and that's that's what started the pandemic for us. <laughs> that was March thirteenth. Um, but uh, that's wild. Yeah, I, I I walk into an Airbnb and I'm very particular. I'm like I'm I'm a no very quickly. Same. But there's also I, I've also walked into places where I'm like, for instance, I just stayed at a place in uh, in in Big Bear, mm-hmm. and we we wanted to go play in the snow. And I wanted to get a place that had a hot tub. So I was Same. like, oh, I want to be Same. in a hot tub in the snow. Same. I was like, Elliot will be out there. But also when she goes to bed, Jordan and I can hang on the hot tub, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so we well, get there. The tub. Jordan will go to bed. Can't check in until four o'clock. I know. And they go, the hot, and I'm reading the book and I go, it says, oh, the hot tub takes six hours to heat up and you have to be out of it by 10. And so I'm like, so then on the first night you can't even use the hot tub. Like that makes no, no sense. Like I paid for it. Yeah. Um, but this was an instance where it's like, we're already here. We're in big bear. Right. There's no, there's nowhere to go. There's no change to be made. So we ended up just, uh, 
loves just staying, but like stuff like that, I can like look past and maybe write a private letter and just go, Hey, that's my you know, one. In thing. fact, I, I haven't even messaged that person yet. This is recently. I haven't messaged that person yet, but I'm going to message me go, Hey, just so you know, for the first night in staying in your place, someone can't use the hot tub, right. which means you should take some money off. And I'm not saying you got to reimburse me. You can, if you're, if you want to, right. but it shouldn't say check in at four, six hours to heat love, up. Got to be out of it by you 10. Love if they go, Oh my God, you're right. Yeah. Oh my God, you're right. Oh my God, you're right. Let me send you $50. Right. Or or just be like, <laughs> we never even thought of it that way. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. They won't. Most people would be like, yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the one thing I'll say um, before this is be okay with admitting it isn't okay. Right. So yeah. you just got to go, well, this didn't work out. Babe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we were, we tailgated, we yeah, were yeah, forgiving. Yeah. It just didn't work out. Yeah. And the other thing is if you have a complaint, I'm just, just as a friend, you can take it or leave it. If you have a complaint, log that while you're still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's the Airbnb you're gonna forget. can go, yeah. uh, we totally hear you, but you stayed the whole time. Yeah, so yeah, how yeah, much yeah. of a problem was it really? Right, yeah. Uh, just log that while you're there. Yeah, yeah. Man, I love this. I love what we talked about. I love Great letter. That fucking story. So I wish terrifying. you told more stories on stage because I'd be begging you to tell that story I'm on not, stage. I'm not going to lie. I know that we uh, talk about you guys sending us letters and stuff, but... We've gotten two that are like this, that are sort of like Airbnb nightmarish type stories. I'm not going to say we're going to read them all the time, but if you have oh, one that lives in that send world, us a story. send us those stories because I I am so intrigued by them. Right? Yeah. Not, I am you too. know, if you got one and you think it's it lives in this world of this, send that to us because I want to know. Where it. You've been able to say somebody you aren't going to believe this shit. Yeah. Feel free. Yeah. That's what's great is like a little meta. Somebody will be like, "Hey, I need your advice." What do you guys think of this? How do you feel about canned peaches versus <laughs> yeah. like, hey, guess what happened to me? It's any letter you would write to your friend. Yeah. Just like check this your shit Your pen out. pal. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, Curtis. Thanks so much for this. We loved hearing from you again. And thank you for being such a huge supporter of us at these live events. Oh, I also want to say if you dug hearing follow-ups from people like Rory said, that's what we do on the Patreon every single week. It's five bucks. They're fun. They're light. They go everywhere. We get even goofier, I think, a little bit. I think so. Is that okay I, to say? I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't want to scare anybody off. Here's what but I like want to say. These two, it's enough cackling. That's what the page is. If people like the episodes and they want more of it, there's more to be had. So come and join <laughs> us. All right. Until next time, Curtis and everybody else, we wish you all sincerely your pen pals, Daniel Van Kirk and Rory Van Scovel. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. 
Join me, Emily Tish Sussman, every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.